It's April. We're already into another month. And guess what? What? It's our one year anniversary of Knit a Spell. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Ow. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. That means that Knit a Spell is an Aries. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize you guys had so much in common. (laughs) Oh my gosh. An Aries just like me. So since it's our anniversary month... I thought it would be kind of fun if we did a little bit of a extra deep dive by doing our first two episodes, a sort of a, you know, grill me, grill you Q&A session. I think we're craving the summer, the grilling season. I sure am. If I recall back to a year ago, there should be that harp music that goes up and down when you're, yeah. We started off our episode a year ago, if we can remember with oh, let's meet Katie, let's meet Jim. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a revival of that, which I think is really cute. I'm looking forward to you grilling me. I mean, a year ago, I didn't know you that well. So I feel like now I have kind of more, perhaps interesting questions to ask. Not that they weren't interesting before, but uh, now I can really go in. Let's start with an easy one, uh, perceivably. (laughs) My name is Jim. Yes, your name is Jim. However, if you could choose your own nickname, what would it be? Oh, <clears throat> if I could choose my own nickname. Yeah. Everyone be calling I'm... you T-Bone or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really liked the monikers other people have given me. I guess I'm really used to my name, James, and all the diminutives of James. It's taken a long time for me to adopt and to accept and to embrace that name. <laughs> um because, you know, sometimes you don't really like your given name or you just think it's so like, who likes James, right? Yeah. Um, but then it has a lot of diminutives. It has a lot of really cool like Jim, Jimmy, Jimbo, you know, yeah. Jim, Jim Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good starting off point. Yeah. Don't call me Jim Bob necessarily. <laughs> I don't know if I would give myself a nickname. So it is. Oh, what one. about like a drag name? There is a drag name. That's true. I did select my own drag name, which is very funny. It is Rita Palmer. Ah, yes. So that's pretty good. Go back. Go back into Little Jim. What was uh, one of your first kind of childhood memories of something you wanted to do or be when you grew up? He was Jimmy, by the way. So Little (gasps) Little Jimmy. Well, I wanted to be an astronaut was one of the things I wanted to be many things, but I was fascinated with flight, um, airplanes. I still, to this day, if there's an airplane going overhead, I will always look up. I will always be fat. I'm always fascinated with the sky, with mm-hmm. airplanes, with, um, spacecraft, with any kind of technology that flies. I cannot not stare at it and look up. 
I'm also fascinated with birds and with anything that flies. So Maybe in a previous life, you flew some planes or were something that flew yourself. Who knows? Maybe. So my next question is based off of this um, TV show I'm kind of watching, documentary situation. And within <laughs> it, uh, the person has a hype song. So like, you know, maybe you're uh, Dwight Schrute getting ready to go to your meeting or, uh, you know, about ready to do like some magic or something. Do you have like a, a song that really like hypes you up i have a little bit of a theme song it's rather new and it is called palm reader by dreamers Mm. and it is a really fun really awesome song it's like a theme song for me it's really awesome so now i'm curious if you've ever had a dream that came true a prophetic dream um no (laughs) i've had dreams that felt real or mm-hmm. that I were I was like convinced like oh my god this is a prophetic dream or I feel like this is a dream that's going to um but I've never really had a dream where like that happened mm-hmm. I've had daydreams or I've had visions that were prophetic but oh, I've okay. never had like I was asleep and had a dream and then I woke up and that was a prophetic dream but I have had things that I I will say that I had a dream about something and I'll say it to someone that that was a dream, but it was actually a vision or it was a daydream. Like I'll be laying on the couch or I'll be like just kind of resting and then I'll have a vision that will come to me. Those will be prophetic. Like I'll have a vision of something or I'll just have a download or mm-hmm. a psychic impression. And then I'll like text someone or like ask them a question or have them reflect on something. Um, I do keep a little bit of a very loose dream journal sometimes mm-hmm. um, where I'll jot down dreams. There's a few that I remember that are pretty awesome dreams, mm. but they weren't necessarily prophetic. My next question will lead in well to this. <laughs> it used to be my favorite interview question to ask people when I was uh, hiring. Oh. And that is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> and why? Why? <laughs> Flying. <laughs> flying yeah of course i should have guessed it's changed though i mean i guess when i was a kid i used to always wish i could fly like that Mm. was always my superpower is you know superman could fly i didn't really care about the laser beams or the x-ray vision or the bulletproof you know whatever Mm. i wanted to fly and i just thought that that was like the coolest thing i used to have dreams of flying which i think has a meaning i think that means like a desire to be free and as a kid i was definitely felt very trapped You know, as a kid who was like a closeted gay kid and, you know, all that kind of thing, I always and wanted to be free of like my harassers and my bullies and like all the stuff from childhood. As I grew up, I had I now have less of that desire to fly. The superpower that I wish I had now waffles between two superpowers. One is to have the power to heal people with touch. And Mm -hmm. uh, but I kind of think I might have some of that already. Um, I'm not sure I'm exploring that laying out of hands or that ability to heal. Mm. I don't really have that. So don't come knocking on the door and like begging for it. <laughs> it's in process. It's in I'm process. Sign up for the newsletter. Maybe you'll yeah. know it when it's yeah. I'm exploring whether that's a possibility. But the other one is to just be able to download any information to be able to, be able to know something just by thinking about it. Like you never really know what the truth is, right? You never really know like, you know, what actually happened Mm. at area 51. And I'm like, what if I could just sit here and be like, 
just by thinking about it, actually know what happened. Just like get the download, but like on the matrix, like how to speak Korean, like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Right. That, that would get, be, yes. but not have it be intrusive, like just be like a poll system. Like I could pull whatever information I wanted when I wanted it. I feel like these are within reach <laughs> or not so like supernatural, I guess, perhaps. Right. Like maybe it's a, a related to like remote viewing or related mm-hmm. to like some sort of information. Timeline or, jumping or yeah, looking. Yeah. yeah. Some of that I feel like I could sort of do like some of it. I'm like, okay, well, if I key into my intuition, can I know things beyond my lived experience? Can I access some of that information? If I knew that that was like an actual, like a genie came and was like, which granted, you know, you can have that. Yes. Then I would just know. And I'd be like, okay. So now I know mm. that that is what happened at Area 51. Right. You know? So looking back on places you've been, it seems like you're fairly well-traveled. Uh, what would you say is perhaps one of the more magical places you've visited? Oh, gee, let's see. Well, Hawaii was really amazing, of course. Mm. Um, that is really just an amazing place um, to go. All that water. Ooh. And it's the... The land is mm. so alive and young. It's like the land is living. It's like the, mm. it's like Gaia is existing on the earth there. Mm. Okay. Um, so that like a higher that's, frequency feel maybe even. Yeah. Mm. Have you been there? I have not. Oh, I know. There's just something really special about that place that mm. um, is undescribable until you go. So I thought that was a really special place here in the Pacific Northwest in the Ho rainforest. That was a really magical place to just find a place in the rainforest of on the Olympic Peninsula. I mean, it's just absolutely stunning. And just to stand in those majestic trees and be in this place that is unreal. And I felt the same way in the Redwood Forest in Northern California. And I think the other place is in Sedona. With the red rocks in Sedona are really striking and amazing. The topography Hmm. there is amazing. And I really did not believe in the vortexes as woo-woo as I am until we found one that was in a place that was very unexpected. It was in a place that was like adjacent to a parking lot, very like next to a trash can. It was really uh, like not... Unassuming. Yeah, very unassuming. Mm. And yet also a place where some people knew that that was the spot because they had stacked stones there and the trees were different. And when we stood in the vortex, mm. we got a little dizzy. What do you mean and, the um, trees were different? Like how do you So mean? there were small like evergreen trees that were growing all around this location in Sedona, but the ones that were sort of take had taken root within the vortex were twisted like the rubber bands on a balsa wood airplane. Like when you twist a rubber band over and over and over again, the ones that were growing within the vortex were twisted. And the ones that were growing half in and half out of the vortex were sort of half twisted. And the ones that were next to it outside of the vortex were not twisted. And yet they were all in the same location as far as the wind and everything else, the sun. Mm. It was absolutely stunning. And when you stood in the vortex, there was a slight feeling of dizziness. Interesting. And I thought there's a spiritual principle that people ascribe to it, but I think it's also a physical principle. There's something there that's real. It wasn't like it was some special location, like, oh, it's existing on this one plateau on this rock. No, it was like in the crook of a trail, like adjacent to a parking lot. There was a trash can right there. Mm. It was like 
so mundane. Very mundane <laughs> like, location. Just very easy to like overlook, probably. Yeah, but mm. it was where the vortex was. So that's a great reflection. The magical experiences are, again, not always the ones that you go pay like millions of dollars to go to Peru mm. and be in the jungle to do all these things. I mean, sometimes you find a vortex, you know it's there, and then you build a temple around it. For sure. There sure. are those in Sedona, too. There's a chapel that's on said to be on a vortex. This one you can actually feel in a natural location. Let's wrap up with one more question. Do you recall maybe one of the first times where you felt like you were interacting with something not of this world kind of thing? For sure, yeah. So I tell that I have a story about this that I tell on my blog or that I've told before, but it was during a poem reading when a woman's deceased mother came to visit. And so that story, you can find other places. I don't need to go through the whole story now, but that changed me in that suddenly I realized, oh, our deceased relatives, our beloved dead can visit us. Hmm. And it really threw me for a whole loop on what's possible, A, in finding access to being a medium. What does it mean to connect with our ancestors? What does it mean to connect to our beloved dead? What does it mean to be on the other side? And it sent me down this whole path of studying evidentiary mediumship and allowed a lot more things to be possible for me. So that was going to be my follow-up was, you know, they often say once you open the door, like, oh, there, it's going to be open forever now. Uh, did you right. find that like those types of things happen more often or you yeah. were like suddenly more aware of things and it's increased over time? The more that you sort of have those experiences, the more those experiences, you know, you sort of open up to those and they, mm. you know, you, you're open to those and the more that they present. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, very good. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Knit a Spell listeners. It's Katie. Are you interested in a new knitting pattern that will help you knit with intent? Well, then get ready because the self-love cowl has arrived and kits are available from UU Yarns. Whether you're knitting for self-love, abundant luck, healing comfort, joyous empowerment, or even robust romance, there's a colorway option for you. Go ahead and check out all of the options of this fun and interesting cowl that you can knit with intent to have a little magic worn around you at all times. It also makes a great gift. Whether you're knitting one for yourself, knitting one for a friend, or simply looking to learn more, you can do so by visiting lightfromlantern.com. Happy knitting, magical makers. All right, we're back. I thought we should start the second half with your timeline exercise that you used to do on Meet a Mystic. I had a Instagram, which might make a reappearance in another form, but I used to do a live on Instagram and I did a timeline exercise. So Katie took my timeline. I didn't know you were going to do this <laughs> and is using my weapons against me. Well, I noticed you were really good at grilling other people with this, but we never, we never did it for you. And so uh, now me, it's your me. turn. <laughs> if you're getting Tables turned. I'm now I'm down. Sit back, get comfortable. We're going to start by going back. Stepping back 20 years, just a blink of an eye. At that point, you're in your 30s? I am 30 years old, exactly. So look back at yourself 20 years ago and see the person for their magical abilities. And now look back at yourself now. How have you grown from that person? That's an interesting prompt. 20 years ago, I'm about to turn 31. I 
It's, it's interesting to think about that. My 31-year-old self looks at my f- almost 51-year-old self and, you know, is like, gosh, I just turned 31. You just turned 51. Does my 31-year-old self imagine that he'd be running a coven, that he'd still be with Richard? I don't know. There'd be some things that are like, yeah, that I'd be like, that I'd come into my own, that I've that I have mastery in so many things that I'd be full-time palm reader that I would be successful. Um, I mean, there's so many things that seem mundane in my life that I'm a homeowner, that I'm successful in my relationship since I was 28. But one of the interesting things about my life is that what is mundane and what is magical are not different Hmm. because we've, I think what my, today's self would say to my 31 year old self is the big sort of like realization is the mundane and the magical are not different. And they're the, they're the same thing. And like our home is a magical tool. Your relationship is, is a magical act. That's what it means to live a magical lifestyle. Just to see how that is so ingrained in who I am today. It's fun to reflect on that because I guess I don't really realize it until I look sort of have that comparison. Very good. So let's flip it for as much as perhaps your 30 year old self was impressed with your 50 year old self. Let's uh, jump ahead to your 70 year old self. Who is this fabulous wizard? And what (laughs) wisdom does he have to offer you from the future? Yeah, my 71 year old self. Yeah, he's pretty spry. He's a pretty amazing dude. Yeah, he's really in his body. He's really loving his physical existence. He really understands how like there is no difference between his physical body and his spiritual body. I really see him like in a beautiful white linen outfit and having a really awesome house with a view of the water and, you know, serving me a great cup of Genmai Chai, you know, green tea and Mm. just being a happy, spry old dude who's like, doesn't give a fuck. Like I really see my dad in a lot of ways. My dad is such a happy, beautiful human. Mm. And I really see that in this guy, 71 year old Jim. So in the first 20 years, you learned how to combine life and magic as one thing. And then in the next 20 years, you'll be combining your soul, and your flesh suit fully together. Yeah, there's no separation. (laughs) All right, very good. Uh, Let's wrap up with our 10 rapid fire questions. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, look out. It's like a yes, no, this, that kind of style situation. Cats or dogs? Uh, More cats. Very good. All right, Jim, do you believe in aliens? Oh. Does ET exist? Can he phone home from your house? (laughs) From a science, I believe in aliens the way that NASA believes in aliens. Like, I think that there must be life out there. Uh, There's probably intelligent life because there are more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on all of Earth. Mm. And so the likelihood of intelligent life is like, it's hard to believe that intelligent life does not exist in the universe. I hope that in my lifetime, I get to discover life on other planets. I think there's already some evidence of that of, but I hope in my lifetime that we have peaceful and happy contact with intelligent (laughs) life. 
There we go. Yes, that's a good intent to put out there. I like that. Yes. That would be really <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I agree with all of that. So do cats really have nine lives, Jim? Okay. So I, In your opinion? I don't know if there's actual scientific <laughs> evidence. However, it's kind of amazing how cats seem to avoid an untimely death several times before they finally like kick the bucket. Like yes. I have seen cats survive things that I'm like, uh, cat, you're about to die. Oh, no. Oh, no. totally fine. You just fell a hundred stories. Okay. Landed on your feet, walked away. That's amazing. Are you a person who likes to handwrite things or type things? I love handwriting things. Mm. Yeah, it's one Powder of my favorite feet. things. Red or white wine? If I ever get my migraines under control. I'm actually a fan of both. I really love big, bold reds. There are certain whites that I'm just like, like a beautiful, creamy Chardonnay. I really love, mm. but I also really love a, you know, grapefruity Sauve Blanc. Oh, yeah. I don't have enough time in the in <laughs> life to taste all the wines I want to taste. When it comes to the school of uh, witchcraft, are you a wand or a finger user? Here's some, wis- here's some wisdom that I'll just give everyone. You have everything you need to do magic standing naked in nature. You have a wand at the end of your arm if you have fingers <laughs> or a wand in any extremity or your nose. Yeah, there you go. Right? Mm-hmm. Your tongue, right? You have a wand already on yeah. your body. And why not have a wand that's a stick or it's carefully honed or purchased or whatever? Like all of them are great. Do you believe in reincarnation? I do. I've had um, two past life regressions that surprised me because I was a skeptic. And I have had enough sort of visions and experiences and messages from the great beyond or whatever to Mm. sort of get information about how that sort of, I have a sort of a framework on how that works that was sort of downloaded to me. So yeah, I do actually. What about your hot beverage of choice, coffee or tea? Tea, hundred percent tea. tea. Mm-hmm. Which kind of tea? All, yes, oh. everything. I am a loose tea drinker, and I will pay way more, way too much money for really fabulous teas. Next question: Are you the flirt, or do you prefer to be flirted with? I prefer to be flirted with. Oh, all right. I'm kind of surprised. I know because I'm. Why are you surprised? Well, you're so outgoing. I kind of would have figured you'd be the one to put it out there. But of course, why wouldn't you also want it back? Yes. Because I am so outgoing and extroverted, I don't want to overpower somebody with that. If someone is interested in me, I would prefer that they approach me. All right. Last question. So a lot of people go to deities to ask for their help in things or to be worked with. Have any come knocking at your door? Back to when I was like in my 30s and I was first coming into the coven and the tradition that I have studied for this many years, I dedicated myself to Hermes and Selene. So, uh, Selene, it depends on how you want to pronounce it. So the goddess of the moon and uh, Hermes, you know, the Greek god Hermes, mm-hmm. the, they have been with me this whole time. And those are my patron uh, deities and they are always with me. In fact, um, my husband will say that I'm Hermes on earth. My ability to mm. sort of like zhuzh travel is very effortless for me. I can zip through security lines. All right. Travel through. with Jim. Good to know. Yeah. If you travel with me, it's challenging 
because I am going to zip through security and then be annoyed when you're hassling with your bags and with the water bottle you forgot to empty and with the fact that you're not TSA pre. Oh, oh. So, okay. Well, you got me at that last one. I was going to say everything else. I understand. I got that. It's already yeah. out. My shoes are out. I'm the thing. I'm ready to run yeah. through this. That you have to get your shoes off is like, girl, no. I like doing it. They should have to smell my feet if I take it off. But that's fine. You can, <laughs> I'll just wait for you in the lounge while you're hassling with your whatever. You wait in the line, get me a drink. That'll make waiting in the yeah. line even better. Mm-hmm. Great. No problem. Yeah. Teamwork. And then the moon has always been the reflective, the, exploratory be all the things lunar and it's also in the sky. So I've always been fascinated with the moon. It's I've stared at the moon as a kid yeah. my whole life. Yeah, me too. All of us witchy folks have, right? I suppose that's a good point. Yeah. Let's wrap our episode by doing a quick card poll. We're going to do it specifically for your year ahead. We can do it specifically Ooh. with the podcast or in a more general sense. If you want, it's up to you. What do you feel like? Well, Okay, well, that's a sign, Uh-oh. huh? What happened? All the, all the cars just <laughs> flew out onto the floor. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, well, luckily one landed did up, it, so that's the one you're getting. 50, did you just Very insistent. 70, did you have 72 pickup? I'm going to uh, take a picture of this so people can see what happened for later. For, we'll put for it in proof. the show notes. So the only one that landed upright was the Seven of Swords reversed. Seven of Swords. Is that the one where the person is stealing the sword away? Mm-hmm. Reversed, however, I see it more as uh, something that was sneaky or not yet ready for you to know about is coming to light. And apparently, it's going to make a splash. <laughs> Bounced its way out of the uh, deck very insistently, but as you can see, as it splashed all over everywhere. So The Seven of Swords, I like because it's... Take your ideas back. Swords are, th- are the element of air. And if I'm the person like taking a sword, you're allowed to take your ideas back. It was your idea in the first place and maybe they are been appropriated. And so there's this idea of like, maybe you need to take your idea back. Maybe you get to own an idea that has been appropriate or that has been taken or that was mm. yours in the first place. And reversed, I think of that as internally rather than externally, mm-hmm. like what have you let go of? What do you need to reclaim inside? Maybe your book needs to come back around. It is. I've started writing it again. I'm back into it. Ah, well, okay. Maybe that's the idea that's been appropriated that needs to come back to new light. Well, hopefully that will uh, give you some insight for the year ahead. And um, yeah, so, Sweet. so what do you got going on? Well, the big things to talk about are the beginning of May. So this is about a month from now. Mm. May 5th through 9th, I will be in Chicago. I will be available for in-person readings. Why am I in Chicago? Well, Teresa Reed, the tarot lady, is doing a book signing and book launch for Create Your Own Tarot Deck in Chicago's on the North End near in the Uptown area of Chicago. And you should totally go to that. If you're in Chicago, um, I'm attending. I'm not a speaker or anything. I'm just going to be there to attend on Sunday, May 8th, but I'm adding an, a long weekend in Chicago just to do that. I met Teresa met in quotes um, during the pandemic. I'm going to meet her in person and, and I want to meet you. It's going to explode. <laughs> yeah. The world will explode. And then I want to meet you. So you can book a reading um, with me in Chicago. So to find out, subscribe to my email list. Um, you'll get, you'll be the first to know that I'm available 
um, and have a link to book um, or on my social. Mid-May, May 20th through 22nd is the International Divination event in Dallas. Yes. I'll be doing um, Studio 78, a disco tarot-themed disco party with Madame Pamita. And I'm also teaching um, Learn Palmistry in just one session. But there's a ton of other amazing keynote speakers like Matt Oren is going to be there. He's delightful. He's such a fabulous human. Um, Anthony Dawn will be there. There are so many keynotes that are just fantastic. So that's in Dallas, May 20th through 22nd. So meet us there in Dallas as well. And you can get a reading from me in Dallas as well, if you want, um, or just hang out with us at the event. Very good. Oh my gosh. So many exciting things. Oh, it's the summer. Things are opening back up again. Go do things, people. Go support your people like Jim and Teresa. And actually, it's it's funny you mentioned Teresa because isn't she going to be a guest on Knit a Spell at the end of the month? She's going to be on our podcast right before we're going to meet her in Chicago. She's going to be amazing. We are just going to have a great time. So Definitely, you want to like stay tuned. I am so excited for one other thing. What? Next week's show. Mm. You know why? Oh my gosh. I have followed the similar format where I'm going to grill Katie. I'm going to put Katie on the grill. That's right. It's kind of like grilled pineapple. Have you ever had grilled pineapple? Oh, it's sweet and it's delicious. 10 times better than pineapple. Um, so we're going to grill Katie, which is 10 times better than Katie. Oh, huh. All right. (laughs) So stay tuned. Listen in next week when we grill Katie, just like she grilled me. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.